Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him, michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. How are embryos selected for transfer during an IVF cycle? For the last 40 years, it's been the, the scientists looking down a microscope, looking at the cells, look at the cell structure, looking at the embryo structure and giving it a grading system. Uh, giving it a grade based on a grading system. And that's basically been the way we've done it. The, the classical one developed by an Australian called David Gardner, um, his system is the ABCD, looking at the outside part of the embryo and ABCD for the inside part of the embryo. So an AA is, a, is the best embryo and has the highest success rate. A CC and below really ne- almost never get a pregnancy. It's that, that's the way we've done it in the past. New technology such as the artificial intelligence approach, or which looks at the embryo growth over the five days, gives some hope that maybe some embryos that we would say were BBs are actually better than the AAs. We don't quite understand why. So artificial intelligence is being used to pick the first embryo to put back. But ultimately, any embryo that's a, that is above CC, we would never throw out and they all have a chance of success. So eventually we get to the right embryo anyway. Uh, Further to the embryo questions, how many embryos are usually transferred during an IVF cycle? What if I have no healthy embryos left after testing? So to start with the first question, one embryo. When I started doing IVF, we're putting three, four embryos back because the success rate per embryo was appalling, less than 10%. Today, one embryo in a woman under the age of 38 has a 35 to 40% chance of a baby. That's the difference in the time I've been doing IVF for the last 35 years. Why do we only put one back? Because if you put two back, yes, it increases the chances of twins, but what do twins carry with them? They carry twice the risk of a baby dying of your two twins, twice the risk compared with a singleton pregnancy. But probably more importantly, there's a four times risk of cerebral palsy if you have a twin baby. They're related to the premature delivery of twins. Around the world, and people have preached single embryo transfer uh, for the last decade. Australia has led the world. Um, 93% of our embryo transfers are now single embryo transfers because the costs, well, in in addition to those commentaries that I made about perinatal death and cerebral palsy, there's also the problem of the cost that's involved in intensive care of these these premature babies. 
it is we just put one embryo back <laughs> and that's it because I suppose the other thing that's backing us up is that if you do have two embryos today, the freezing process that we've developed over the last decade or so is so good that a fresh embryo and a frozen embryo have the same chance of success. Wow. So we we freeze the extra embryos. And Prof, I remember you once talked about a case where a lady had about seven or eight embryos transferred in the United States. That was... Appalling. Yes. <laughs> and they were viable babies, all of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what their intellectual capacities are today. We haven't heard that. But uh, the doctor involved was struck off, interestingly. Oh. The, the second question was about what if I don't get any good embryos, even after testing? Sadly, it's a numbers game. It depends on your age. If you are... Uh, 30 years of age and you produce two embryos then one of the two will be normal the other one probably won't but there are some situations where both will be normal but the other two won't be overall it's about a 50 50 chance when you get to 40 it's 70 30 70 percent of embryos are going to be abnormal 30 percent will be okay from a genetic makeup point of view when you get to 45 it's 95% genetically abnormal and uh, only 5% normal. So if you're at 45 and you produce two embryos, the odds of either of those being normal is actually very small. And even at 40, two embryos, if you've only got two embryos, it's likely to be um, a negative result. In terms of what to do, you go again because it's a numbers game. If you're lucky and you produce you know, five or ten embryos, then your odds of getting one of those being a good one, even if you're 40, uh, is good. Three out of ten will be normal. If you've only got two embryos, the odds are very low. So it's, it's keeping on producing embryos. It's a numbers game. There are various things that we try to improve in egg quality, but none of them have yet been found to have any scientific validity. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.